Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac, and on this bonus episode, I am joined by Dylan from Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. What's going on, dude? Hey, Isaac. Thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, it's great to I always love to get to speak to other you know people in the paranormal kind of realm, and especially like minded podcasters too. It's always a, it's always a good time. Yeah, I know. I it's before I got into the, the podcast game, and when I was listening to podcasts to begin with. I was very picky about pod, uh, paranormal podcasts in particularly because I always felt like people were putting on a show. It's like they had a character, they had a voice tone, they like telling a story like this and having the, your next thing. And they had a lot of like special effects and things going on in the background. And it kind of distracted from the story itself. It's kind of the reason why I started doing podcasts in the first place. Well, at the time, it was like 2019 and 2020. So paranormal podcasts have changed and a lot of new ones have uh, come out of covid like majority of podcasts have because really no one had anything else to do when i listened to yours you had a genuine interviewer uh kind of i don't know the way to put it you were extremely intrigued by the, the guests that you bring on and the subjects you talk about you're trying less to put on a show and trying to get more information is what i like when i listen to yours uh especially the episode with I forget their names, but they were considered like the modern day uh ed and lorraine warren the detective and his wife yeah, I've spoken to, I just did a second episode with uh, Chris and Harmony DeFlorio and their that's, names that are yeah. based out yeah, in New York. So yeah, like that's that's sort of the whole, like doing Paranormal Thoughts is almost like a selfish, It's I do it kind of selfishly because it's, it's you know, I get to talk to people who I've always wanted to be able to speak to or, you know, do research into topics that really interest me, you know, so it's always kind of been what I would like to hear uh, if I was, you know, going to pull up an episode, but also being, you know, sort of diverse enough that, you know, I probably do lean on particular topics uh, a fair bit, but also I'm like to go out of my sort of comfort zone and look into things that uh, people suggest. And, you know, it's it's a really big learning kind of thing. Like I get to learn a lot and share information and hopefully people can um, do that same sort of thing. It's really just a big collective, really. And what started you in the podcast game altogether? So it's always a funny one, this. So like my background is like a musician, audio production. So I'm like an audio producer for radio. Uh, That's like my full-time gig. And back in 2016, it was, um, I wasn't even sure I wanted to do a podcast per se. I just had a bunch of thoughts on the paranormal and I thought, I'm just going to record almost like an audio journal kind of thing i don't know i don't really know what i was thinking at the time but i literally recorded myself speaking maybe 20 30 minutes or so um about some of the things that were going through my mind at that time like that that year was a big like i'd finished university trying to find like full-time work trying to figure out i guess who i sort of was you know i was only like 20 or so it was a sort of a really strange time in my life and then all the paranormal kind of stuff was coming to ahead a little bit for me so um literally just recorded this 20 minute 30 minute recording of just me speaking and then um i didn't really think much about it I and mean, i just kind of put it online and titled it paranormal thoughts podcast because that's literally what it was it was my paranormal thoughts and then i was like well i'm guessing doing a podcast now and then it's kind of just it's gone to places i would have never had expected since then it's been a really interesting journey and very fulfilling so even if it was to stop tomorrow i mean i've gotten so much from it that 
I could have never have imagined um, all those all those years ago. So why particularly the paranormal? It's been an interest for me for as long as I can remember. I don't really know where it came from. I think um, it was just something that I always enjoyed frightening sort of stories. And I remember getting into the sort of UFO, alien abduction phenomena, like really young, like too young, really. And um, I've just never really been able to shake it. And I feel like I was always kind of um, maybe the weird kid at like school where, you know, people are like, oh, you don't actually believe in that stuff, do you? I'm like, oh, well, well yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, never really went into too much detail about it unless someone showed interest. And it's just one of those things. It's like there's a few, I have a few things like that in life, which I've never really been able to shake. And it's kind of cool now to do the podcast because you find your audience, you know, you find that niche. And there's people who, I mean, there's people who are far more obsessed <laughs> with it than I am. Um, you know, so it's, it, it's like, it's, you really find your people and, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, why the paranormal? I don't, I don't really know. I feel like, I feel like it is something that is sort of subconsciously maybe drawing me towards it it's hard to explain it's kind of like sometimes you go through stages with it where you're really invested and then you kind of need to like step away a bit but at the end of the day i feel like it is always kind of drawing me back and i'm sort of meant to be doing something within it it's it is a bit of like a i don't know it's hard to explain but you probably feel the same where you you, even if you wanted to get out it still kind of brings you back in but i feel like it's for a reason well i can't get out for the simple reason of being is that everything I've experienced in my entire life, because uh, I've lived with the paranormal since I was a kid, um, and, and including my wife, she's you know psychic, so she's been with the paranormal since she was a child her entire life. So there's nothing we could ever escape. And the things that we've experienced in the last couple of years, there's no refusing that this believes this uh, exists or not. We know it does. And there's no basically, there's no putting back on the blindfold essentially like we have been exposed to everything out there and so much so that it'd be uh basically lying to ourselves to the highest degree to convince ourselves otherwise um is kind of why we are <laughs> in uh, in in uh basically doing what we do when it comes to the uh, our paranormal podcast essentially because just nothing really else uh our lives are lived with at the time i don't say we're obsessed it's just it is a natural point of life for us now um, but usually when I ask people about the paranormal, uh, why they chose it, cause maybe they've had an experience. Have you ever had something paranormal experience happen to you? Yeah, I've had a fair few different things and things which are maybe more, uh, maybe easy to explain as well. But I, I guess it all kind of starts with, um, being young and I guess living in a house that had activity at certain times. It wasn't a, it wasn't an old house by any means, but we did have a stint there for a few years where a lot of um, relatives were passing. And I feel like after their passing, there'd be this heightened sense of activity for weeks or months. And it would kind of just fizzle away from things being moved to hearing footsteps um, upstairs while we were all downstairs. And that was sort of the original kind of progression, you know, very normal kind of um not normal but very uh typical kind of hauntings in a house I, could, I guess you could say and then i guess as i got older i started to actually look for these experiences so you know going on uh investigations and just trying to seek out 
more because you know once you kind of get a glimpse you really want to be able to or find some sort of evidence just to kind of convince yourself and then once you do as you just kind of said it's like the blindfold um you can't really put it back on you know i always find that hard to understand that people can just choose to ignore a lot of this activity especially if they've experienced it because yeah, i don't know it just i feel like it's it's pretty life-changing in a sense and it really puts in perspective you know like what's our sort of purpose and it just goes to show there's far more that it goes on that just can't be easily explained and for me that that's exciting that i i want to try to find answers or you know just to sort of better understand but um but yeah from from those sort of initial experiences i've since you know i even did a podcast um where we went and did a paranormal investigation with a paranormal investigating team and even in that, we got some interesting um, audio captured where, unfortunately, it doesn't always come through as well, you know, through an audio recorder in comparison to being in the room. But we did capture a few bits and pieces. The weirdest thing I think uh, I came away from that investigation, we did a, uh, that investigation was in South Australia at a um, at a railroad museum. And... The weirdest thing that happened, I've had this particular audio recorder for many years. You know, it was used for a bunch of like short films and other sort of podcast bits and pieces, you know, pretty reliable as you would want it to be. And when I went to edit that episode, uh, the recorder had this weird glitch where the audio was kind of out. It was, it was losing sync with itself and kind of skipping around. And I've never had that happen before or after. And even when I went to like look it up, I couldn't find any explanation, but it wasn't something I, I'd noticed until after the fact, but it was just one of those really weird pieces where obviously I feel like something was maybe manipulating that equipment um, for whatever reason. But that was something where that was that was great proof to me because I'm like, this is actually corrupted, you know, the SD card somehow. Um, but yeah, strange things like that, you know, heard um, had a lot of audio type experiences I suppose with the paranormal, um, but I still haven't really seen any figures or anything like that. You know, apparitions, unfortunately. But also, I haven't really put myself into a lot of those situations of late. I've sort of been more kind of sitting back, being the sort of researcher kind of thing. But yeah, then even I had a really strange experience not long after starting the podcast, where I was getting a lot of synchronicities, and I kind of took those on board as focusing my time into the podcast i felt like it was a bit of a um a bit of a a message you could say that was really trying to tell me i was supposed to be working on this podcast and those synchronicities came from uh owls and my interest and curiosity to whether i've had any alien abduction type experiences mm. that's interesting yeah, it was pretty it was pretty weird and like I can I can go into that if you like, but it was um Yeah. Yeah, well literally <laughs> I I'd started the podcast and as I said, that two thousand sixteen was just a really interesting year and um I had recently come across Mike Cleland and he is a researcher. He he's a, an abductee who has looked into synchronicity within alien abduction and also how owls play into that and i don't know what it was but as soon as i came across his work it it really like a little bit of a fire under me and i was just like this is so fascinating and i couldn't really tell why i um 
why it really spoke to me, but did a bunch of looking into him, kind of started my podcast. And then one evening I was driving home. It was pretty, I think it was, it was like very early in the morning and I was driving home. I had put a podcast on and uh, at this time my car didn't have, you know, like a aux cord or anything. I was literally burning podcasts onto blank CDs, but I wasn't, you know, like titling the CD because, you know, I'd usually kind of do it just before I had to leave. So I was like, oh, I've got, you know, like a 30 minute drive home. I've just like kind of reached into onto the ground and picked up a CD, <laughs> put it in. And it was a podcast I previously listened to with Robin Trish McGregor interviewing Mike Cleland, this this uh, researcher. And I was like, ah, oh, I remember this episode. I haven't heard this for a while. I kind of just got lost on the, the floor of my car. But I'm like, this will be entertaining. So they're talking about the concept of synchronicity showing itself through through a lot of alien abduction cases. So I'm listening to that thinking, well, this is really interesting because this is kind of where all this kind of started for me, kind of starting the podcast and, you know, it was all just that kind of weird time. And then um, I started thinking back to whether or not I've had an experience and, you know, I can say I don't think I have necessarily, but if I have had, I don't have any memory of it, but that could also play into the hand of this kind of stuff as well because that's a typical thing people not having a memory but when you're sort of drawn to something so much i feel like maybe there could be something a bit more at play there so i'm listening to this podcast about synchronicity aliens and mike clellan being the guy who has done research into the whole owl phenomena you know people seeing owls physical and also you know maybe um in a lot of different ways all surrounding their alien abduction cases Typically, a lot of people might see like a four-foot owl before seeing a UFO and they go, hang on, owls aren't four feet tall. So there's this uh, theory that it's a screen memory, right? That these beings are disguising themselves as these owls or, you know, owls are kind of the gateway from this, maybe this universe into another with their large eyes. There's a lot of different theories, but owls kind of go through, you know, date back hundreds of years throughout history. You know, they're these really interesting symbolic birds um but yeah listening to this podcast thinking about my experiences if i've ever had anything and then literally i'm about a minute from my house and i see an owl land on a street sign and i get out i stop the car i get out and i go over to this owl and i start talking to it like as if it was you know a person or something it was pretty odd but i took this weird kind of synchronicity type event you know, me thinking about my alien abduction, sort of where I might sit with that. Having listened to an interview with the guy who kind of was doing all this information, all this research rather, and then seeing an owl all within, you know, like a half an hour kind of period was a bit of a, it was hard to sort of deny that the universe wasn't trying to tell me something then. Then for the next, I don't know, three days, there was a bunch of really strange things where I saw another owl. I mean, I've lived in this area like my, most of my whole life. Never had seen an owl before or like after these events. Um, yes, I saw another owl. Also kept seeing owls just everywhere. Like, you know, I'd go out to the grocery store and there was just a lot of owl um, paraphernalia kind of everywhere. I had a really vivid dream of um, alien abduction over that time as well. It was just this really heightened sense of, and I feel like that does happen if you do start to have these meaningful coincidences within synchronicity. You do sort of open yourself up more to it. but. 
over that weekend, it was it was like I was on a whole other, I was operating on another level of this stuff. And then I don't know, I I still haven't really been able to make sense of what that meant to me, but I kind of just put it back into, and also having spoken to some um some very interesting people, and kind of what I'm getting from the universe and from speaking with people is that I sh- I should be putting my time into the paranormal, doing you know paranormal thoughts and kind of giving back in some way because maybe I'm doing it a little differently to someone else or hard to really say, but that's that was a really weird experience. And um, yeah, it was, it was just one of those weird things where I can't really explain it and maybe it was nothing, but I sort of chose to put it into something which hopefully was the right thing to do. No, no, that's, uh, that's interesting stuff. I, believe, I, I think I've heard about the owl theory before. Um, it was kind of almost like a subplot point to the movie The Fourth Kind. Uh, yeah. So that's why I remember when you talked about Alice, because I remember after watching that film, I was like, what is this? And I'm looking up stuff about it. But yeah, um, I'm always one that pays attention to everything. And if I see patterns repeating itself over again in any kind of situations I am, I'm uh, paying attention to those specific patterns. So synchronicities is something I never really cared much into, but... Um, it's always something that I've uh, looked, I would say looked into, but it's something that I've always paid attention to when when they're happening. Um, but no, that's yeah, that's uh, that's some uh, that's some interesting stuff. I can tell you that much. Uh, but it, it kind of leads to uh, another question that you kind of halfway answered, but I guess more clarification. But this is gets to your own opinion. Um, I always talk about parallel podcasts that I've met and talked to. And I seem to kind of find two kinds of paranormal podcasts because well, two kinds of people that would do a paranormal podcast. And those are spectators to the game of the paranormal. And there is actual players in the game. What I mean by that is as people who observe the paranormal from a safe distance because they don't want to be involved in it whatsoever. And those who are involved in it, i.e. paranormal investigating, researching, searching into it, um, and basically involving themselves as much as they can into the actual um, research part. Like myself, I'm a, I consider myself a player in a game because I'm also a paranormal investigator. Um, but would you consider yourself a spectator or a player in the game? I, I guess I could probably sit on both sides of that fence, sort of depending on... There's been times where I've probably been more of a spectator. There have been times where I have been you know, probably more so a player. And I guess it, it depends on, I think it depends on a lot of factors, but mostly, um, like paranormal thoughts is like one of the many kind of creative projects I do, you know, and sometimes it is all consuming, you know, it's like I'm in, I'm doing this, you know, researching particular topics. Um, can literally sometimes I pick a topic and it feels like I'm back at university doing an assignment. Like I've literally, you know, gone to that much work digging through the best sort of sources i could find because you know not to like you're totally right that there's definitely two different sort of types of people and every time i pick a new topic i go through and i'll listen to a bunch of podcasts who have done that exact thing just to see not to necessarily even get um you know to like steal ideas or anything like that it's actually to see what points they have touched upon and what they've missed and i always try to find things that people have overlooked or maybe just haven't gotten into or you know there's a lot out there who 
have just read word for word um, an article because, you know, I've already read that article and I can tell that's what they're reading, you know. So I'm always trying to be different, you know, which takes an extremely long amount of time, you know, going through just the everything you can possibly find, you know, and I feel like it's getting harder and harder in a sense because, I don't know, there's a weird thing. I feel like with Google not actually giving you results for things and, you know, having to get a whole books or whatever you can kind of find. But there have definitely been times where, you know, being able to go out in the field, you know, I always try to get out whenever this sort of opportunity shows itself to, you know, try to experience and kind of, you know, it really grounds you back in the stuff because you kind of can get a bit dissociated as well. You know, it's it's very easy for me to sort of come on here and speak and then kind of, you know, stop recording and try to, you know, put it out of my mind. But sometimes it's actually good to really just be living in it. So I don't know if that's the answer you're kind of looking for, but I could say I'm definitely on both of those sides, just depending on where I'm maybe at or, yeah, I mean, I would love to be more involved, of course, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things, I suppose, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's because it's, uh, <laughs> it's you want to, and that's what makes you not a spectator is the fact that you want to. Nothing against other podcasts that might be listening. Oh, yeah. um, is that uh, I've talked to many podcasts who find the paranormal entertaining, but do not on any circumstance want to be involved for fear of what they might experience or see. Um, yeah. They are they are satisfied enough with just hearing about stories and not experiencing whatsoever. So <laughs> that's why I well, usually ask in those situations. No, totally. And it's it's an interesting. I've never really thought about it like that, but um, I remember some years ago. Uh, people would kind of ask me, like, what's the go of, like, Ouija boards, say? And I'm like, I don't really know. I've never used one. So I was like, I'll buy one and I'll use it and I'll do a podcast on it. Um, and that was just one of those things where it was like, well, people have the question, you know, there's a lot of answers out there, but if people are asking me, why don't we suss it out? I'm in that same sort of position where I want to buy, like, a haunted item and suss out what that's like you know kind of not being like the guinea pig in a sense but it's like if anyone is going to um maybe suss out some of these things i'd rather it kind of be me who has an understanding a respect for the paranormal and then being able to share that with people at a safe distance you know what i mean because a lot of people who listen to my show there's a lot of people who uh just enjoy once again find the paranormal entertaining interesting and then there are the sort of diehard people who are actually you know into a bunch of different sort of things you know researching and all sorts who um go out and do all that sort of legwork but yeah it's i I guess if i can put myself as in in amongst it as much as possible and then share that with people who just want to be um you know who just want to listen to a podcast then uh hopefully you know i'm the kind of guy to be able to do a bit of that i'm sorry that must be an Australian term because I've never heard that before. Suss out? What is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that actually, um, check out, I guess you could kind of say. Okay. Yeah, give, give it's <laughs> really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it must be an Australianism. I've never really thought about that. Because the word sus amongst anyone here in America is, is usually suspicious. So when you use it in that terminology, I think, I think, I, it's like, I know he's trying to say figure out or like, you know, plan out or something like that. But suss out, I never heard it used like that before. Yeah. Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, it just uh, uh, that that sparked my interest. I was, I was like, eh, but I never heard that before. 
Yeah, um, we, we we have some funny ways of saying things <laughs> over here. I tell you what, it's yeah, it um, must be pretty bizarre sometimes. No, we're not we're not innocent with that way of making odd terminology for a lot of things that just simplified with a you know one word um, over here in America. Uh, moving on. Uh, what I guess who better? What did I say? Answer that. Ask that question. Who is you can you consider your most interesting guest? Oh, I feel like this probably changes um, time and time again. I mean, once again, having uh, as we just mentioned earlier, Chris and Harmony DeFlorio, the the exorcists um, who I've just spoken to. I think I've spoken to them twice within about two years, and I kind of want to do that maybe every two years because they're currently working in the field of going to people who are kind of at the wits end you know people who are having these very i guess you could say extreme hauntings and you know they're literally giving up their time to go and suss out what's actually going on and to actually help um you know these families really so it's it's actually it's very moving i guess that there's people out there who you know, they didn't they didn't choose to get into demonology. It's kind of one of those weird things where sort of you feel like you're supposed to be doing it. And they're literally giving their um all their time and energy, you know, because it's a massive thing to go and, you know, get rid of these entities out of, you know, homes or, you know, actually off people. Obviously, you know, these things are attached to someone. Um, but yeah, speaking to the, and like the whole demonology kind of thing, I feel like is a very interesting, very popular topic at the moment too. So anytime I get to do that, I even did like a round table discussion with a bunch of demonologists the other year and there were three very different people. Like someone was like a proper kind of you know, like Satanist practicing all the sort of dark kind of magic. I and mean, then someone was a bit more of a, you know, from... Yeah, it's, it's very sort of different people anyway, but that stuff, I love doing that. One thing I do all the time, and this is something that other podcasts sometimes do as well, and some don't, I, I always kind of wanted to avoid speaking to experts as much as possible, you know, unless they have like a very interesting kind of point of view, because I feel like sometimes it can be a bit like, you know, this researcher is putting out a new book. So they're they're sort of doing the whole book kind of tour, you know, which is fair enough. You know, they're pushing their product. That's totally fine. But for me, I was always kind of, I liked hearing from the everyday experiencer, you know, myself being one of those people. So very early on in the piece, I started to interview everyday people who claim to have had an alien abduction experience. And that is probably... I, I love getting to do that because it's I think it's very it's very important for these people to get to come on in a safe environment and share their stories. Some people I've spoken to have never even spoken to anyone about this stuff and um some people have positive experiences within it and some people have had very negative experiences as well. And I think it's important to hear both of those sides because someone at home listening who may be feeling they're in one of those camps can hopefully get a better understanding of what might be happening to them. And, you know, there's there's things now like the support groups, but once again, that's not as accessible. You know, you go on Reddit and get in a subreddit and so on. But I feel like speaking to someone for an hour who 
I believe is genuinely telling the truth. You know, what I always say is it's it's real to them. You know, maybe this isn't a physical thing that's happened to this particular person, but there must be something going on within that. And I think it's worth talking about. And even how broad that whole topic is, I had no idea until I started to speak to everyday people, you know, because if you follow, say, some researchers' point of view on alien abduction, they've probably got not so much an agenda, but they're looking within a certain area. They're probably finding certain cases that fit whatever, you know, that book is about or kind of what have you. But when you kind of just speak to many different people from many different walks of life, there are these interconnecting threads, but it was, it's really surprising to see how different everything is from maybe what these beings look like or how they interact or how they operate, you know, the, the, the types of things that people see or hear or even smell um, during these experiences. And even just the weird things kind of leading up and then afterwards as well, it's, it, it makes it, I, I, feel, I wish I could say I've found more of an answer to what is actually going on within the abduction phenomena, but I feel like it's probably left more questions in a sense, which I guess that's just, you know, comes with the um the line of work. But that's the stuff that I'm really passionate about. And that's the sort of when I do those episodes, people reach out and um they get, you know, people are really positive about it and are really appreciative. And at the end of the day, if that's what I can do, it's kind of be a vessel for this stuff and allow people to safely get this information from people I believe to be legit, then that's that's such a win for me and I, I love getting to do that. So probably not there's not so much maybe one guest amongst all of that. It's kind of maybe the whole collective of, and those episodes are called Interview with an Abductee. So that's probably that whole kind of um, subcategory of paranormal thoughts that all as a, as a whole, that's probably the, my favorite stuff i get to do and i feel like the most important stuff i can um really put out there yeah that's a with them yeah especially good i've done over a hundred something episodes since 2020 and one guess i always say is most interesting because no one's yet to top them and that goes against that doesn't go against anything of my other guests that i've had on the show but um so far no one is able to top carl johnson who have had uh, on the podcast. Do you know who Carl Johnson is? All right. Please fill me in. Carl Johnson, his, I forgot his name of his brother, Carl. It, it, it's him and his brother. Um, with, were paranormal investigators in the early times of the 60s and stuff like that. They were the ones that uh, found the Conjuring House and told the Warrens about it in the first place. And if it weren't for the Johnsons, the brothers, uh, the Warrens would have never known about the Conjuring House and they would never have been so famous from it. From other cases, yes, but for the Conjuring House, no. It was a, it's Carl and his brother is the one who found it in the first place and they told Ed Lorraine Warren about it. I feel like I have heard similar things. I, I'm not sure if it was even from them, but I feel like there's been other paranormal investigators who get who kind of always got in on the ground level before Ed and Lorraine kind of came in but i feel like there was always yeah there's always someone i feel like in those cases who was in first and then ed and rain would kind of come in and maybe take the spotlight a little bit just because they were just this powerhouse weren't they this, this couple that really put you know demonology the paranormal on the map yeah but carl wasn't bitter about it um 
he actually worked with the Warrens for a while uh, up until the point. But no, Carl's been in the uh, paranormal game longer. I think both me and you have been alive. Uh, so hearing his perspective, all his cases that he's ever done, there should be movies made about him um, yeah. from the stuff he's done. <laughs> but, I love that. Even just yeah. him being in the game so early on, like how things would have changed, even just the public perception of you. Like so, that's so interesting. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, after talking to him, it was the reason why I got into demonology in the first place that kind of pushed me forth into what I do now with my paranormal team and kind of what separates my paranormal team uh, separates us from every other single paranormal team in the world. But um, like I told you off uh, video or off off recording, that's something I want to talk to you about afterwards. So, but everyone else um, who's listened to the podcast or even listen to the shadow Walker series knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, eh, So more bait for the hook uh, for you there. (laughs) But uh, what are your uh, future plans with the podcast? I guess for me, uh, just trying to host as regularly as possible. Like that's a that's always a a big one, you know. Just putting out my thing is, I would rather sit on an episode for a while and really have it as a polished piece, you know. I don't just, and I'm not saying that other people do this by any means, but I I'm a bit of a like a perfectionist, I suppose. So I take time and my whole thing's kind of just like quality over quantity but i know people want more so i'm always kind of leaving people with that which no not a bad position sort of um be in but yeah just give people more i guess i'm trying to find uh different ideas as well like once again maybe getting back out and trying to do some more investigating on a podcast um things of that sort of nature also just finding um guests who maybe haven't been able to have a voice you know and that's always an interesting and difficult kind of um task to do because you might you might be speaking to someone for quite a while and then it sounds like they want to come on and share this you know insane account that you know i feel like a lot of people could get something from or maybe benefit from and then they they don't want to do it or they go cold you know there's this is the thing there's a lot of time spent in the background like uh, the best part about doing the podcast is do, doing what we're doing right now is like speaking into the mic, um, sharing your thoughts, your opinions, these stories, this evidence. But that is the tiniest fraction of doing a podcast. It's the best part, but it's also the shortest. The The legwork for everything else is insane. And that's why, you know, these really large, sex, like successful podcasts uh, have teams, you know, but... um. As you guys know, it's it, it's it's just a, it's a lot of work, but it's 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 work you want to do because you know you want to put out the best sort of product um, that you possibly can. You know, yeah, uh, I, I know all too well. <laughs> I would love to keep putting episodes out on time, uh, but uh, our outside uh, uh, responsibilities, um, not work, um, what we do for the our paranormal team, take. Um, priority over the podcast and uh, i'm not saying it's showing but it does make it difficult to get um episodes out on time but we always make sure to get an episode out uh, for people who are listening so uh because we know a lot of listeners are like interested in exactly what's going on and stuff like that i'm assuming the same with with uh with your listeners as well yeah if you go quiet for too long um 
people start to panic <laughs> to yeah. our fear. During um, the bushfires over here, I think it was at the beginning of 2020, maybe the end of 2019, um, I hadn't posted because it was kind of over that Christmas period as well. I'd, I'd gone abroad um, on a holiday and I guess people in, in the States uh, started to see that like Australia was on fire and people are like, are you okay? You haven't posted. Um, is everything fine? I'm like, I'm actually like in England <laughs> currently. I'm not even anywhere near any of this. But that's that's the kind of, um, that's the perception that people have. It's like, if you don't post, um, sometimes it's like, are, are they even alive? And like, I love that people go to the effort to be like, I might just check in on Dylan. Um, that always makes me go like, all right, I'll, I'll, I've got something coming for you. Don't worry. It's all good. But yeah, I always find that that pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> we have a few people like that will do that but at least we try to post ahead of time and say hey we're taking a break for a week or so or we give an excuse on why we've been not on you know post an episode or something yeah yeah but uh where can um everybody find you anywhere where you get your podcast you currently listen to now um just paranormal thoughts podcast um we've got quite a extensive back catalog now just because i think this is like the sixth year of doing the show so um it's pretty interesting i say to people because i started um when i was what 20 and you know i'll be 27 this year so like my entire 20s exist um yeah through paranormal thoughts uh which is really bizarre but it's kind of cool to to have that and then you know however long it kind of continues on it's just going to be like this snapshot of my life within the paranormal it's so weird but once again like the whole selfish kind of thing of doing it because i get a lot out of it and you know people hopefully have um also gotten something just from it existing but yeah it's 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 been such a a, an amazing ride and i I know you guys would feel the same having done yours i feel like there's nothing quite like uh the topics that get to speak about and just the i think how important this stuff is too to um to really get people across um just because I don't know, there's a lot of unexplained out there and I don't know, a lot of people experience things every day and I think it's good for them to be able to come come listen to people like yourselves and a bunch of other, I've seen, you know, a bunch of other guests you've had on who I also um, know as well and I think there's a lot of people doing some great work and important work. Yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on. No, the the pleasure is all mine. It's great to just meet other people in this industry. Honestly, I think it's so important that we all kind of reach out and just get to speak to one another. Yeah. And for all my other listeners, go check out Paramore Thoughts Podcast and where you listen to the podcast, stuff like that. We, funny enough, my podcast did a uh, episode. We did an episode about different podcasts to listen to. I think we're going to do a part two and probably include you on. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Before the first hint. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and um, as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one.